Welcome back to another ZTP Zen Trap Perspective. We got a really good episode for you today. I'm one of your two hosts, Yogi LG. Zen P. All right, here at the Zen Trap Podcast, our purpose is to guide and inspire listeners to be accountable for their overall health while sharing our perspective and journey to do the same through continuously seeking internal peace, maximizing our potential, and service to others. Um, we got a special book today uh, that we've read and we are recommending. We want to review this for y'all because it is a fantastic book. Uh, the name of the book is Underrated, A Route That Caught an NFL Dream by Mr. Wallace J. Miles, um, one of our good friends. Uh, he wrote a book. We read the book. Fantastic book. Fantastic. Um, I, I can't say enough. I can't wait to get into it. So, uh, Pete, tell me who you would recommend this book to. I would recommend this book to athletes, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, people who are into sports, people who have that uh, sports type of mindset applying to, like, regular life. Not necessarily saying it has to be an athlete that's trying to make it a profession, but if you have that athlete's mindset of competition and trying to better yourself definitely would recommend it to anybody with that type of mindset super inspiring what about you um same thing young athletes if you really got a dream and you're trying to chase it um anybody that's trying to really like go after something even aggies you can relate when you hear especially people who was in you know at ant from like 2008 to 2012 in that time frame you can relate to kind of what was going on on campus if you went to the football games like i did you can relate to that as well so i would recommend you read it uh and then just just any young kid anywhere that that if you you need some focus you need some inspiration um i think this this book is amazing and honestly not even young kids it 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 inspired me so um anybody who's really looking for some inspiration yeah for sure if you're on that self-help journey self-help kick i think this is a great book for the collection i can definitely see why it's in the self-help area and section is beriddled i don't even know if that's a good word or a real word i've probably seen that on tv a riddled with beriddled with lessons inside yeah. of his life experiences and then him going through in each one of those life lessons and breaking them down and making them into practical self-help lessons and metaphors that you can apply to your own life so after each almost lesson or story that he tells he he goes in detail to try and say how what he learned from it what he got from it and how you can apply it to your life not just how it applies to his so super good book for anybody looking to better themselves or 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 be more self-aware and have a higher perspective very well written um can't say enough about it uh how would you describe this to somebody who's never read it uh for someone who's never read the book it is the journey of wallace um, from going from starting sports late to literally making it to the NFL. Yeah. And if anybody doesn't know, which I'm sure most people do, making it as a professional athlete is definitely one of the hardest things you can do in anywhere in the world. 
there are X amount of spots. Everybody wants to do it. It's highly competitive, not only from just staying healthy enough to make it, but competing against all those other people who have the same dream. So for for you, you definitely have to, to want it and you have to kind of constantly know your why and wanting it. So this is a book outlaying his unique story and getting there as well. Super unique. Super unique story, I agree. Um, I would describe it pretty similar. I, honestly, it's his, it's his life story. Uh, I think he told us... Um, that you know his, his mom made it a point to say like you should document that because because your story is unique and it does inspire someone so any little tidbit within his life that he could use to inspire someone else that's what he's doing that is what he's doing and i think he did a fantastic job at doing so for sure all right so my favorite area the bars what the what's, bars. what's your favorite bar all right so uh i think I must say my biggest takeaway bar uh, was just the, the the quote of change your cleats and the background behind that was basically like uh, for those who don't know, which I'm not going to tell you the whole book, but Wallace um, originally was a soccer player. So he kind of started in football as a kicker, not as a wide receiver. And that's what he turned into as a wide receiver. Um, one of the greatest at A&T to ever do it. Shout out to him for that. Um, but one of the big things in the book was that when he was at camp, he had two pair of cleats. He had his soccer cleats that he kicked with, and then he had his regular cleats that he played with when he was trying to play wide receiver. So uh, the concept of changing your cleats and not just doing what people think you should do, being prepared for your next or what what you want to do, right, or what your next move is, um, having those pair of cleats ready and theoretically whatever that is in your life. That was a bar for me just recognizing. And I think his, his whole uh, production social media is called Change Your Cleats. So I think that's so, uh, so dope. Yeah. For sure. A, a thousand percent agree. For me, uh, same kind of bar concept that I saw uh, constantly being repeated in the book that's kind of big in my life right now is um, almost – starting with why and remembering your why i think that was mm-hmm. a constant thing he talked about in the book whenever he was going through hardships or even good times keeping it grounded and remembering that why is what kept propelling him to to stay in it and get through those hard times so the quote is setting goals is easy but starting and continuing the journey is hard when times get tough remember your why so some for some people i will say coming up with the why is hard sometimes but it's definitely necessary for you to start with it and I think for me and in particular and some of the people I know who struggle with a why is that a why feels so like permanent sometimes so it's hard to come up with a why that you really want to keep revisiting because it doesn't feel like you can change it once you have it but I think once you get into that mindset that you do want your why to be something that's not that I ain't going to say flexible, but that isn't constantly changing because that's what you're going to keep referring to. But don't think it's just written in stone. You can adjust it whenever you need to as the times need to be adjusted or when it calls for it. But I think the people that do have a while and start with it, you can just definitely see the night and day difference. It keeps you going. It keeps it's something that you can keep looking back to. So I think getting into depth and really looking inward to know what your why is and being in detail of what you actually want just helps you so much when you're along the journey of picking out what you don't want and keeping you in it like like 
throughout the book, whenever he would, for example, get tackled too hard or have to be doing some kind of crazy training or when he's working really hard. Refer to his wife. Refer to your wife. Take 30 yeah. seconds. All right, cool. I know why I'm doing I it. I know Do- why I'm doing it. And this. I think he did the, the audit a lot of times, too, yeah. the, the check. Like, to, why am to I doing ask yourself, yeah. not only why are you doing it, do I want to keep doing it? Yeah, exactly. He asked himself that multiple times throughout the book, which I thought was great. And it's like, yeah, yeah I do. Okay, easy enough. Easy Boom, enough. I ain't got to complain no more. Exactly. I want to keep doing it. Exactly. I definitely had to do that while traveling. Oh, yeah. It'd be a lot of a days or times where it'd be like, why am I doing this? And then it'd be like, okay, I know why I'm doing it. Do I want to keep doing it? Yes. And and just remembering that, like, you, you chose this. You can stop at any point. It's your life. You picked it. Um, another bar uh, he said throughout the book often, which is a, it's just a classic. Everybody says it. A lot, I ain't going to say everybody. A lot of people say it. Stay ready so you don't got to get ready. Stay ready. But he focused on that stay ready, right? His father was telling him, you never know when your opportunity is going to come. You know what I'm saying? You never know when somebody's going to get hurt or the coaches feel like, I need you to do this specifically, so you got to stay ready. Um, and then you don't got to get ready. If you if you wait till you get the wide receiver position to start running routes and all that stuff, it's too late. You know what I'm saying? Go ahead and start doing it now so when they call your name, you're ready. And it, I think it showed itself several times in college, in high school even, um, and even going on to the NFL where he had to stay ready. Um, so he had to get ready. That's every everything in life, sports, yeah, for sure. regular jobs, anything. You can think of yourself as being on the bench until you get that one moment, that one opportunity that shows up. And it's like, are you going to be ready for it? Or are you going to get there and be like, oh, like the lights are in your face. Yeah. Like, I don't know what to do. Right. I think that's great. Um, what was your favorite section of the book? Um, I say favorite section was probably uh, when he was talking about camp at A&T like when he was first getting on and I don't really know what chapter that was I read the audio book so it just it was just going um but just him talking about like how he was I think like the 91st spot he was like number 91 and it was only 90 spots in camp and they made a spot for him and how each time like these opportunities just started manifesting himself so he referenced uh the secret he in high school after his graduation somebody gave him the secret we've done a, a review on that before and he watched it and and literally he started manifesting his dreams which was just unreal and you saw that really start to unravel once he got to A&T and got to camp and so I thought that was just a super inspiring part portion of the book uh, and it was hard like you could tell that he, he really faced a lot of of hardships and trials and tribulations trying to get a schedule it's your first time you out on your own away from your family like all these different things that happens to everybody else when you get to college but he's also trying to make himself a walk-on player at A&T so it was just a really inspiring section of the book for me yeah I can agree I think that was my favorite section as well um I did the audio book as well and just kind of side note Highly recommend the audio version. So good. With the different sound effects. Yeah. And while it's telling the story, you can hear it in his voice. And highly recommend the audio book if you do have the hard copy. But, um, yeah, when when he did Listen to the Secret, I think I had a similar feeling. So super relatable. So that's why it was one of my favorite sections. I think when a lot of people hear about the secret, you sometimes think that you can just, like, manifest things. And that's all you got to do. But it's... It's manifesting with the work behind it. So one of the quotes was, the secret is not a passive act. I love that kind of quote where they were talking about it, where 
and it just feeds back into like the starting with your why. So it's like once you know your why, once you know what you're manifesting and stuff like that, now it's easier for you to start running towards that direction, putting in the work. Yeah. And as you're running and going, you're getting all these different people in your life that can help yeah. adjust you and get you and move things out of your way so you can get there. Another bar I'm going to throw out real quick. He, I think, and I don't know if I've ever heard this, and maybe a lot of people have, but fear is false evidence appearing real. He mentioned that in the book, and I was like, man, that's so true. Like, fear is just things that a lot of it is just we make up, and it just, we make it up, and it seems real to us. And so we, we, we say it's real. Yeah. I'm really scared of that. I really fear that. What's the name? Tag Guru or whatever. He, he talks a lot about fear, about how we as people are always scared of something that's either happened in the past, something that's happened to us in the past, or something that we think may happen in the future. We have no clue. We don't know. But we're just scared of stuff that hasn't even really happened yet. It's all kind of in our imagination. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I got a couple more bars I want to go back to. Yeah, sure. Life is a process, not an event. And so I, I often hear people uh, especially when we talk about like healing and getting through things in life, people just talk about like almost like it's a it's an ending to it. Like, oh, I just want to be healed. I want to recover from this. I want to be able. And ultimately, it's a journey. It's a process. It's it's not just a single event. Life is a, a process. And I thought that was really good. He talked about um, life has no off season, and so constantly putting in the work. I know. Um, during the, in the book, he talked a lot during his off season who he was training with, what he was doing, what his weeks looked like, how hard he was working. Um, he was also an engineering student, so him trying to do engineering stuff uh, to prepare for a career possibly after college that wasn't in the NFL, all while trying to make it to the NFL. So I thought that was really good as well. Yeah, and that's that that Kobe quote of "Hey, if you again, I." I keep leaning on this i'm saying it more so for me and for people that watch or listen action going out there and trying stuff because what i'm saying is that kobe quote is you you get to the end of the journey or the end of the thing that you've been working so hard for you win guess what now it's time to start over and get back to work again you lose now it's time to start over and get back to work again either way you're gonna be doing the same thing that that whole life that life is yeah. a journey it's not like an event because after the event you have to lace up your boots then what then what back For to sure. it back to it back to the grind um all right so uh do you have a story in your life that you feel like relates or you something parallel where you, you i can tell a story because wallace's journey relate so much to me just because in high school I definitely wasn't playing a lot in sports I had a super strong desire super strong love sports I'm definitely feeling like everybody else on the field or a lot of men in general where if I work hard I can do whatever I want to do type of yeah. aspect towards it um, so a story to me that relates about the staying ready so you ain't got to get ready I felt like in sport in high school I was a backup quarterback um, so they would definitely throw me in during like garbage minutes, which infuriated me, but it is what it is. I'm not mad about it now, but back then in high school, I had a lot of anger. I was definitely upset about that type of stuff. But again, I didn't work that hard at football, to be honest. I worked hard, just hard enough. I didn't work hard to try and like make it in football. I knew I didn't want to play football in college. Not my passion. Um, so throwing me in like the last minute, two minutes, uh, we, we driving down the field but you put me in with other players who aren't prepared. 
So now football is so much of a team sport, and at quarterback, somebody you you in the huddle, and somebody's asking you like, "Where am I supposed to go?" That just makes you so upset, and it just makes you look bad. And of course, everybody's like thinking it's a joke, laughing and stuff. Yeah. So I have a lot of stories similar to that, whether it's with football, basketball, or just different moments where it's just like. It's so many things that you can't control per se and that you can control and just trying to do those things differently and then having certain even coaches or players or something who um, don't take what you say seriously or who you would like to see do stuff differently. For example, I think in Wallace's book where he talked about um, how coaches treated certain star players differently mm-hmm. and how that just resonates down and feeds into the other other yeah. people were like, if your word isn't bond, it's going to make the whole team not feel yeah. as, as true. So I have lots of different stories, and I related a lot to the book around his experience of, of being a kicker. And when he even tries to be a wide receiver, a lot of people are like, no, you're a kicker. Yeah. So I, I've tried to be a wide receiver. No, you're a quarterback, but you're a backup quarterback. It's just a lot of little <laughs> little stuff like that that definitely play, just man. stuck with me. It's yeah. fine. It's yeah, fine. it's cool. What about you? Um, I think, honestly, just being in sports around coaches, when, when you start reading a book, you 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 think of all these memories, right, and just things that uh, come up in your mind. And there were people who doubted him, so kind of on that same tip of like, nah, you you a kicker, kicker you're not a wide receiver. I, I wanted to be a shooting guard. I played basketball. That was – Point guard. <laughs> I just like – They didn't even have me playing point guard. They had me playing like a forward position. Just because I was, like, stout. So, I, I used to play power forward. Horrible. Horrible decision. Not my style of play. I I wouldn't even say I shined in that spot. But that's what the coach was like. This Did you make the best of it? Like, was you, you yeah, I try, thing? yeah, but I, I, I'm i leaking to the three-point line every chance I get. Like, this is where I feel at home. So, um, just, I just want to see the one through three with you at the four. Like, I want to see <laughs> I was on the wing. <laughs> no, I just want to see what the one, what the one, two, three look like. The one, two, and the three with you. The oh four. yeah, yeah. they always like probably an inch or so taller than me or something. Like so we was small. Like, yeah, we just all kind of like this. Nice center, like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually they let like I taught this player around point guard all the time. It was so stupid. It was Ben Simmons at the point, Magic Johnson. Yeah, exactly. She went off to play at Howard though. She was pretty nasty. Um, so. Anyway, just just in that type of thing where, like, this is where you want to be. But I practice. I mean, I used to have, like, when we get, like, coaches and I stay out of practice and shoot. They be like, Lindsay, you got the best form on the team. You the best shooter on the team. I know. I know. I keep telling y'all this. I know. <laughs> I like to shoot. That's what I'm good at. That's what I practice on. So I was always ready. And uh, my, like, senior year, our head coach, uh, I don't know, he got hurt. Something happened where he stopped coaching. And his son-in-law was the assistant coach. And his son-in-law took over. He was younger, of course. And he saw my potential the whole time. Like, the head coach was all about, like, if you ran the fastest, if you dived on the floor, he was an effort kind of guy versus the assistant coach was the skill kind of guy. He knew. He was like, nah, Lindsey. I, so I got hella playing time my senior year. I, I remember we were trying to go to the playoffs. I hit like a game-winning shot. That was my first time ever hitting like a buzzer beater. It was like crazy. It was an like and one. And I just remember those memories, but I was always ready. Like I, I always practiced shooting. That was always my thing. So when my time came, I hit a big shot. So it was just things like that that definitely were – uh, stories in my life that just started coming up once I was reading the book. 
Yeah, that yeah, that's super relatable. Yeah, for um, sure. I think a, another one that you made me think of was when Wallace was talking about how your ego can get the best of you sometimes. So like when his ego got big from a, a play he made or something like that, he kind of would get back humbled. And I I have so many stories in my life yeah, about that where sure. confidence goes rampant. I don't know if I told the one about like in circuits where. I, I was, please tell that and so in circuits circuits is usually like the filler class it's the first class for us who major in like electrical and computer engineering that's your first class in, inside of your major that kind of sets you up to know how difficult those harder classes are going to be once you're like sophomore and junior it's the first real ee class. first real in your major type of class yeah. versus you're taking all those general classes everybody is warning you all the upperclassmen are letting you know all the tas just le- letting you know like hey Circuits and stuff is going to be tough. So you yeah. keep hearing it. So in my head, I'm like, I got to get ready, man. I need to prepare. I'm studying hard. I'm practicing stuff. I'm listening to our TAs, Curtis and Will. Shout out to them. They they are preaching to us. And funny, they say the same stuff that people say now. We're like, you can't just sit back and watch people do these problems. You need to come up here and try them. It's different when you're practicing it. The only way you're going to get it is, is practice. Yeah. So I was practicing stuff, doing my thing, whatever. Cut to, we get to our first test in Dr. Cheek's class. Shout out Dr. Cheek. Shout out Dr. Cheek. Come back the next day or the next week or whatever after he's graded the test. Dr. Cheek up there like, hey, only like three people passed. Everybody I'm, else? Everybody failed. Fail. Fail. I got I'm a 29. 19s, 12s. I got a 29 on my first second. So, I'm like, oh, okay. I'm like, whatever. I know I, I try hard. Get my test. I got like a 98. That's 96, crazy. 93, something cr- <laughs> crazy. It was me and two other people. Got like A's. Everybody else, not even close. So the, so the margin is wild. And so you ain't getting no curves. So. I get this. I'm like, huh, I'm good. I don't need to study. I'm a genius. <laughs> Not thinking. I'm a genius. Not thinking about all the work I did to get yeah. that. Com- that never touched my head. Yeah. The next test, which is what usually happens in the class, everybody else got great grades because yeah. everybody else like took the took the fail, studied real hard. Yeah. I got like a twelve. <laughs> <laughs> I went completely the other way. Ego so, got the best of you. Ego sure. completely got the best of me. And that's happened multiple times throughout college and throughout life in general where Absolutely. I need to find a way to, like, stay in the middle and eat some humble pie. So yeah. Wallace talks a lot about eating humble pie in the book. And you're just going to keep repeating lessons until you learn them. Like, yeah. that's just what life is to me. So I've definitely learned that lesson. Do you feel like something in this book gave you, like, a nugget where you could take, apply to your life right now? Yeah, for sure. For sure. I think um, – for me in my life right now, that I related with the book is what I mentioned earlier, which is understanding my why mm-hmm. and starting and pushing towards um, pursuing it, knowing what yeah. I want out of life, not not being because um, I'm I'm very or I have been very um, what's the word I want to use. I don't make decisions a lot. I'm very flexible, go with the flow. Um, what's the word for that that you would say? I don't want to say it. I feel like it, it's it has a negative connotation. Yeah. What? Nonchalant. No. Uh, yeah. Which I'm not nonchalant. I definitely used to be nonchalant. I'm definitely not nonchalant. I, I just don't never really had a strong opinion on either way. Like I could be that flexible where now I want to have more discernment, more decision making, more decisiveness. So to do that, you kind of got to know what you want. So Mm. I've explored 
what I want out of life and the whys and stuff. And now I'm ready to start acting on it. So I can definitely take from that book, knowing your why, and it's easier to make decisions when you know what you want. Yeah. What about you? Um, I think one of the things that stood out to me was just his commitment and level of drive to pursue his dream. For sure. And so I think that's something that I can take and apply to my life right now. It's just like, I, I think he rattled off his schedule at some point. And it was like, 5 a.m. workouts, uh, 6 a.m. go shower, 7 a.m. eat breakfast, 8 a.m. class, 9, 10, 11 class, 12 class, lunch, 1, uh, 2.30 to 4, study hall. Then, like It was just all this stuff that he was doing on a daily basis. And I even look back on college in my life, how disciplined I was at certain times in college. I have gotten so far away from being that disciplined. And so I think that's something that just motivated me to kind of get back into, hey, set something up, Lindsay, hour by hour. You know, and we've been talking about routine and stuff like that. But even just seeing, like, I was doing that all the time before. I knew, like, oh, I'm going to do this at 2 o'clock. That's what time I go to lunch. That's what time I do this. So um, it definitely motivated me to kind of just pursue after what I want and, and dedicate yourself to it on a daily basis. Yeah, and I think for a lot of people, and as you get older in life, what makes them get back to it is usually kids. Kids yeah, kind of show you sure. how much time you got in a day. Yeah. So it'd be nice before kids to capitalize on all the free time that I have to set myself up. So, yeah, I definitely agree with what you're saying. Yeah, absolutely. Um, overall, I think the book was fantastic. Again, it was a good read. Uh, well, audio book for me, it was great to listen Um I, I agree. I think Wallace is on to something. He can definitely expand the, the yeah. sell of this book. I think, like he was talking about with us, he's going more on a generic approach, like letting it kind of expand how it is. Um, um, not generic. What's the word? I don't know. Organic. Mean. Organic. Cool. He's letting it kind of organically get spread around. So he could market this super hard. I think at different programs in schools, you could you could be running with yes. this. Definitely could be a movie. Would definitely be a could be a movie. Black classic movie. Other thing um, is like I think in the future. I could see a coach saying like, "Hey, the whole team need to read this book. Like this yeah. is the start of camp. Yeah. You got to read this book by the end of camp. It's a great one of those books if you need that for one of your teams you coaching and you need a book. This is a fantastic book to let them I'm read. I'm sure Wallace has a plan um, to, to turn this into a, a speaker run because he definitely could be going to different football camps and different just schools in general to talk about motivation and staying yeah. on track and self-help and stuff like that so definitely wish him all the success definitely a great read if you're aggie definitely support if you're not still support just again for sure. if you're looking for self-help and looking for just a good read in general get the copy of the book or audio book either one either one super good book um this has been another ztp zen trap perspective i'm one of your two hosts yogi lg zen p can't do nothing else. Remember to protect your peace. And protect your energy. It's the Zen Trap. Zen Trap, we out. We out.